My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, Britt here. Welcome back to the Six Figure Podcast Rebels. We're doing another interview today and it's going to be interesting. The person I'm interviewing is Chris Benetti. He's the host of the Smart Author Podcast and expert in book marketing. To date, Chris has helped clients collectively generate over 20... Chris, how much again was it? 20,000? 20, 20, 20 <laughs> no, it's more than that. 20 million. 20 million in sales from their book, books and digital offer, offers. So today's going to be really exciting. Um, we're going to have a great co conversation within that itself, some great wins and takeaways. So everyone, please welcome Chris Benetti. Thanks for hopping on, Chris. How's it going? Good. Thanks for having me. Good, good. So before we get started, Chris, can you give us a bit of an introduction, a little more of a, a background and maybe a bit of your story? Just let us know what's going on within the business because I think it's fabulous. Absolutely. Yeah. So for me, I've been in the space for around six or seven years now. Um, and I had a pretty interesting start. Um, I basically lost my job in a mining industry and then went on to try digital marketing myself and just didn't have much luck and after that i just you know i i found a way to become an intern for a local digital marketing agency um which, which you know they're pretty well known internationally um and that really was like my uh, my launch pad for everything that's come since then um working with those guys really helped me dial in what I wanted to do in the space initially anyway. And it really helped me become a good marketer um, for other clients. So over time, I got really good at um, building sales funnels and um, helping with, you know, sales funnel conversions and conversion rate optimization and things like that. And yeah, that eventually led to where we're at now with Smart Author Media, where uh, a lot of authors are really good at selling their books, but they do it in a organic passive way um, where they, you know, have to always be talking to people, um, always be spreading the message themselves. And they don't really use much leverage beyond maybe trying to run an Amazon ad or two. And that's kind of where they leave it. Um, where I kind of come in is I help build the whole marketing system around their book. So we'll build book funnels for them. We'll then, you know, build the follow-up and ascension sequences in their emails, which is still really a part of the funnel. Um, and then we'll basically run paid advertising to the funnel. And my main goal is really helping authors sell more books. But, you know, when we get to play around with funnels, we get to have direct in funnel upsells and ascensions. And um, usually that means a higher average cart value, which means we can um, make a little make a little bit more money on the front end. Or, you know, spend a little bit more to acquire a customer. Um, and, you know, ultimately, most business authors, most nonfiction authors write their book for 
you know, building authority. They write their book for giving value into the world, but also, you know, there's a, a subtle intention of having it as a lead gen source for them as well. So when someone reads their book, usually they're like, ah, like I need the thing that's in this book. And so they reach back out to the author to see how they can work together. And so my job is like on the front end, mainly selling books for authors. Like that's my main promise, but as a secondary outcome to that, they usually get more clients in the back end um, with their core services and offerings. Interesting. I love that. Uh, I kind of want to go a little bit deeper into what kind of funnels do you use when you're helping out your clients? Um, can you go a little deeper? Just uh, I know that everyone uses different types of funnels and systems, and I'm just interested to see uh, what those are for you that you're using today. Yeah, so we don't overcomplicate things too much. Um, there's primarily two types of funnels. So, and this just depends on what, like what the author's goals are and how in-depth we want to go. So the first type, we would do a, a free plus shipping funnel. And this is where we would generally send out a physical copy of the book to the person who purchased. Um, and when I say purchase, they're basically giving the book away for free, but then asking that they pay for shipping and handling or something along those lines. So domestically in America, you know, that would be like a $8 charge or something in Australia, it might be right. $10. So um, there's a need to charge their card to get the book just because they hand, they cover the shipping and handling. And the benefit to that is then we can do one click upsells. We can do order bumps and, for anyone who doesn't understand that lingo, um, an order bump is, is that checkbox on the uh, the checkout page right underneath where you put your credit card details. You can check it and it adds an additional product to your to your order. Um, for us, we you generally will recommend that the clients have something like an audiobook and a digital book bundle um, with maybe a short course or something similar that they give um, as the order bump offer. And, you know, typically that'll be priced at like 20 to $40. Um, so right then and there, it's very easy to go from $8 to, you know, $38 or $48. Um, and that can really help cover the costs of your ad spend, um, you know, pretty quickly. Then after that step, we go into the upsell step, which is, you know, another offer that can be priced from a hundred to 300, $400 even. Um, and that usually is a sort of short course or course that can go as a complementary offer to the book. So they go hand in hand with each other. And usually like for me and my clients, like that's where I'll leave the upselling direct in funnel anyway. And then we go to the thank you page, thank you page or the order confirmation page is really just a summary letting them know that they, um, you know, that they'll get the book soon, congratulating them. And then, in some cases, we can utilize this page uh, to its full effect as well. So um, we may have a video on there that says like, hey, you know, thank you so much or congratulations for purchasing the book. Like my, my company's thesis is around like giving as much value as possible. Um, because of that, like I'd love to offer you a free XYZ call. In that call, we can talk about your goals, you know, where you want to go blah, blah, blah. And then that can be like an entry point to them getting on a call with someone on their team to, you know, 
it's it's usually a triage call or like a sales call um, to, to help enroll them a little bit faster. Uh, another thing that works pretty well on this page is inviting them to a webinar or something similar as another way of giving value to then you know, help them with the next Ascension piece in, in the flow. So that's the first funnel that we'll set up. Um, okay. And that's, yeah, that's, that's if the client wants to go through the process of either doing book fulfillment themselves, sending books out in the mail themselves, or, you know, getting a print on demand book uh, company to handle the uh, printing and fulfillment of their book as well. So, um, and I usually try to help fill the gaps and find the solutions for my clients in, in that respect. Um, the second type of funnel is we just forget about sending any physical book and we just give it away for free. Um, and so like, it's just a opt-in in that example. Um, so they just have to leave their name, their email, and they'll basically get a digital copy of the book for free. And with that same process, uh, we can usually get a lead for their business a lot cheaper than we could if we were doing a the other type of funnel. Um, but there's no like direct in funnel upsells. Um, and so it's, it's less possible to make some money on the front end because we're not offering anything on the front end besides just the book for free. Um, on the thank you page after they've opted in, we'll do some something similar to we did with that we did with the other book funnel. Um, just inviting them for a call, inviting them to join a webinar or something similar um, so that we can, again, help them with the next steps in the customer journey. Um, and then surrounding both of those things, we'll typically put in a email nurture sequence um, that then leads to making an offer for their core offer or service, um, or at least you know, getting them to book in on a call through the emails that way as well. So we're kind of hitting it hitting it from a different couple of different angles. Yeah. Like, so the emails are just great ways to follow up and stuff like that and um, keep the momentum going and stuff. I love that. I admire your different upselling steps that you have in place. Uh, and it sounds like that would work amazingly. I guess, you know, my next question would be basically, let's talk a bit about your podcast. How long ago did you start um, your podcast? And tell yeah, me a so little bit we... about it. Yeah, we, we are on Monday, we'll have our 11th episode. So we've okay. been going for 10, 11 weeks now. Um, yeah. Yeah, I've I've actually uh, recorded up until mid-February. <laughs> so um, I've got, I've so got it, about 40, 40 episodes um, <laughs> to, ready to rock and roll. That um, is yeah, incredible. So, Good for yeah, you. So, Thank you. I went really, really, really aggressive in the first couple of months. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've dialed it back for August and September, but I'll go aggressive again in the next uh, yeah. months following. Um, yeah. So the the Smart Author Podcast is really just like it's a way for me to connect with other industry leaders. So whether they are in the a service provider in the book space or they are a author themselves um, it's really a way for me to just connect with those people find out what they're doing that is working for themselves and their clients and um, and really just have an open conversation around that so my my real intention is um, to build as many relationships with other people in the space as possible um, but then also, you know, like get all of the the secrets, if you will, 
um, that other people are doing to have success in the space and share that with, with my audience. Like my audience is essentially in my mind, the same person I would want to do my services with. And so like, I just, every single piece of content that I do is all based around like, how can I give value to that person? How can I help them with their journey if they didn't ever work with me? Like if, if I was to do a podcast, like what is the things that I could say and, and, and give as value that would help them have success without needing me at all? If they want to work with me, that's even better. <laughs> but yeah, yes. that's, that's the intention. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it's, it's very compelling. My question, I guess, going off of that would be like, so, you know, you probably want to work with like-minded people kind of going this or interested in the same direction as you. When you get clients, how many would you consider being great clients or okay clients? Like what is your dream client and how do you go about attracting and targeting that kind of client and, and also audience? Mm. That's a good question. So my dream client is really just someone who is an action taker. They, you yeah. know, they ultimately, they take responsibility for their own, um, for, for anything that, you know, they do. So, and that really just describes like good business owners. So um, mo most of my clients are business owners first and they wrote a book to accelerate their business or they wrote a book to uh, prop up their business in some way. So, and that doesn't mean that, you know, people who are authors first are bad or, or, you know, we wouldn't have success working together. It's just that for me and the stage that I'm at, like business owners first, then authors, because business owners have a certain stature to them and they, they are willing to take risks. They're willing to invest. They're willing to um, take responsibility. They're willing to take action to get results for themselves and their business. Right. Um, and that, that, you know, those are all traits that I want to have um, when I'm working with a client. Um, they're also willing to trust in external uh, expertise as well. So because they, you know, don't know everything, they're willing to um, defer to my uh, my expertise in certain right. subjects. They're open and usually, to learning more. Yeah, yeah I mean, and that usually leads to me being able to suggest certain um, marketing campaigns and them being willing to, to, to try and test it. And then that, that's always a really good starting point from a relationship because it gives me some marketing freedom so that I can, you know, try my best to have success with things. And even, you know, if things don't work out, they're still receptive to me trying other things and keep trying. Like I'm, I'm much like, I'm a person who will keep trying things until the client says no, because like, I don't want to just like run into a road bump and then to say, uh, it's too much. Like I'll quit, you know, like that's not really right. You want to make that offer again and again. And, um, you know, no, doesn't always mean no forever. Right. So. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's, that's the kind of client, um, the way that I go about targeting them for now anyway, is really, I, uh, I try to create win-win relationships with all of my book service provider podcast guests. So whenever they come on, I usually have a conversation with them around how we can partner, how we can refer each other work. Um, and most of the people I have on my show really have the same ideal 
uh, or, or, you know, ideal customer that I want to work with as well. Um, so that's, that's one way. The second way is I like actually interview the, the people I would want to work with on the show as well. And so like them coming on and if we have a really good conversation about them selling their books in, you know, potentially the organic or, you know, the, the manual way, then, you know, I like, I let them know that I help with book marketing um, at scale, you know, with, you know, paid ads and, and setting up funnels and things like that. And most of them don't do that. So therefore they're like, okay, it's probably a good idea that we work together, you know, to, to help, uh, you know, achieve the, the things that we've spoken about. Absolutely. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, just, you know, building that relationship is huge and the, all the ways you can help them once they, you know, they have that trust and stuff like that. And, people just become way more open to it then, right? And other business owners and entrepreneurs, um, you know, just building that relationship first and taking it from there and finding a way that works for both of you, right? So yeah. that's great. Okay. So back to the podcast and your business, obviously we were discussing quite a bit about it, but I guess what kind of impacts has the, podca- the podcast itself um, made on the on your business? we can talk about those wins and, you know, some of the challenges along the way. Yeah. With the podcast. So um, one thing like my podcast has a small follow following at this stage. Um, A lot of people, when they start podcasting, the intention is like, okay, let's start probably similar to YouTube, right? Like let's start doing this thing. And um, if I'm consistent, it's just like, it's going to blow up eventually. Right. Like, and, you know, potentially that may happen. But um, for me, and going back to my goals with the podcast, it was always primarily how can I create as many relationships as possible um, that I can go deep on. Um, and so listenership isn't really super important for me. Even So my podcast has just hit 30-something subscribers on YouTube, which is, you know, what I'm gauging my listenership on we have around 40 to 50 views per video or episode that we release. And so like, that's, I would say that's my rough uh, listenership at this stage, which isn't a lot, right? Like 50, 50 listens or whatever per week. Um, I've also only been doing it for, you know, 10 weeks, but you know, that's besides the point. So yeah, I guess like that if, if there was any challenge, I, I wouldn't really call anything a challenge at this stage or, or like a negative um it would just be that the list like i'm not reaching as many people as i possibly could just yet um i guess the other one is like my call to action to book in and audit with me is not a like it's it will be a good uh call to action over time like i've got my podcast it will be searchable and stuff because it's on youtube and the podcast platforms um so over time, when my listenership increases and I'm reaching more people that I want to reach, you know, I'm sure that more people will be booking in on that call to action. For now, though, it's very, it's not really something that is bringing lots of business um, to me or lots of people to me. So that's just something that I'm okay with. I'm totally okay for just like continuing that call to action over time. It's going to work out for me because it is a good, a good offer. Um, it's just that I don't have the 
a lot of my listenership is based off of my network on Facebook, people who I'm already connected with, friends with, you know, and, and whatnot. So if I was to, you know, make a make a problem for myself on the podcast, it would just be listenership isn't as good as it could be because I'm, you know, I could be potentially impacting more authors' lives. And that my, you know, my entry point to me and my services isn't um you know, it's not being booked as much as I would like it to be booked. But besides that, like the podcast is successful to me because I have created a lot of really, really, really good relationships in the space in a very short amount of time. The podcast has been successful to me because I have had people who are, who were guests on the show um, who have signed up for my services. Like I've um, spoken about. Um, I have had, other guests who are also book service providers who either want to work with me or have referred me some work as well. Um, and the podcast has been successful because the small amount of listeners that I have um, been receiving, like that they've been getting amazing value. Like you can look, look at any one of my episodes on YouTube and you'll see the comments on there. Like I've got a couple of people who are like super fans already because of the content that we're sharing, which you know, that, that's really what's important to me. And I know that if right. over time I'm consistent with it and don't stop, like I'm going to have more people who will get that same impact. Um, and the right audience, you know, exactly. the people that you're wanting to target are, are the ones that are commenting and stuff like that. I like that a lot. That's great. So I guess I kind of want to head into, we talked a bit about the challenges and stuff like that. What would you consider being the biggest challenge? I know you touched on um, the challenges, but what would be the biggest challenge with your podcast and your business or just with your business? Let me know. We can cover both of those. Because we, we, we all know that building a six figure or higher business is always, there's always going to be challenges, right? Um, can we just talk a little more about those toughest challenges you face along the way and how you go about dealing with those sure yeah so I guess for me um I haven't really built up an audience anywhere other than like just my Facebook personal page so like I don't have email lists I don't have anything like that and that's um that's potentially a negative thing um because you know one day I could wake up and, you know, I don't get any, any love on Facebook at all. So like, I'm really limiting potentially my reach and being able to communicate with my, uh, the, my peers, um, on, on a platform. So the, probably the biggest challenge for me starting smart author media and the smart author podcast is that, um, it's pretty, it's pretty hard to start getting clients right away um, with a new offer, with a new service, especially if you don't have a, a, a really dialed in network or audience. Um, and so for me in the early days, like I kind of had to hustle to get clients. You have to, um, you have to do unique offers. You have to do um, trials of your service. You have to, you have to test a few different things to, help people pull the trigger and you know uh see what it's like working with you like i know that what i do like i do at a very high level like i really go um 
deep with my clients. Like I do as much as I can to possibly help them succeed with the offers and the campaigns that we're running. Um, but when you first start out in that kind of space, um, it's difficult because you don't have any guaranteed results. You don't have, you know, you can't promise anything like that. You don't really even have case studies for that specific offer. Um, Smart author for me, you know, whilst it's, it was new, like, uh, like I pretty much transitioned hundred percent of my old agency, which was a funnel development agency into smart author media so that I could niche down and work with authors specifically. And in that process, like I was doing things that I have never done before, like paid advertising and, and things like that. So it was very difficult for me to basically start again from the ground up and, also, it was very difficult for me to implement new skills, especially for clients, because if things didn't work out, if I made mistakes, then ultimately it was the client's ad spend that was at cost. You know, like it wasn't really my dollars that were at risk. It was more so the clients. Now, generally speaking, everything has worked out very well. Um, but that's, you know, that's some of the complications when you, you're starting a business a new business or even uh, you know, moving from one niche to another or even just niching down and, and doing new services or offerings. Um, now, I'm pretty grateful because I've, ha- I've had a mentor along the way who is an expert at what I wasn't an expert at, you know, with like paid advertising and things like that. And so like I've had a lot of guidance along the way. Um, I've had a lot of guidance with the podcast as well. Starting a podcast and just like going hard out on um, on recording episodes and editing episodes and things like that like that's a very it's uh it's a very scary thing initially and it's also mm-hmm. um it's a skill that you have to build up being an interviewer being a, a host of a show um and so when i first started the podcast i was ultimately doing everything like i was recording the interview i was scripting the intro i was um editing the episode i was creating the thumbnails i was creating the show notes I was uploading it, scheduling it, like I was promoting it, like I was doing everything. And so after about six episodes of me doing that and understanding the process, like that was the first thing I hired out because I was spending four four hours, not including the actual interview itself, four hours, like doing all of the bits and pieces to, uh, to, to get an episode ready for scheduling, which is a lot of time when I could have, you got to remember, like I was also, you know, starting smart author media at the same time. So trying to run an agency, trying to get clients and things like that. And so best use of time was not editing a podcast. Best use of time was giving value, getting clients, doing offers, doing trials of my service, things like that. And so um, I pretty quickly went to find a video editor or someone who could, um, publish and 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 do most of the busy work with the show it's take on that role for you so you could you know put your valuable time elsewhere and, and yes. keep going right 100 percent. yeah i got it well you're a go-getter you're a busy guy <laughs> for sure and i know like it's it's tough all the little things that really go into it it, it can become a, a bit of a struggle sometimes right but it sounds like you're headed in the right direction and just you know you getting a little bit of help from here and there and from other people so that you can put um, time elsewhere where really where you need to the most. Right. Instead of wasting like your own time doing 
the little things that maybe someone else can be doing for you. But where would you, where would you see yourself going with the, the business within about a year's time? Like based on where you are today, what would you, what would you do to say double your revenue and profit within, within a year? You know, what, what challenges would you face to get there? Say doubling the revenue and, and profit. Um, yeah. Tell me a little, what would you have to change to get to that point? If that was somewhere you wanted to be within a year? Sure. Yeah. So like, I think the first thing you need to do is realistically work out what your numbers are. So for me, mm-hmm. like my goal for this financial year is $500,000. Um, so $500,000, I need to work out what my base expenses are for the business. I need to work out what, you know, what taxes I need to pay on that as well. I, um, I need to work out then like after all of the expenses are taken out, like what my net profit is. Um, and then based off of that, like how many clients do I need to get to that number? For me mm-hmm. and my core service, I need about 15 clients on board on a retainer, right? Um, so that's that's not a complex, like that's not a, a huge amount of clients. And so I've got a very clear vision of like what I'm working towards with my agency to achieve that goal. Um, uh, $500,000 a year is around $280,000 in profit, roughly, um, including my salary. So um, that that's like ultimately my goal. Um, and I think most people, you know, they throw a number out, but they don't actually work backwards from that number and figure out how it's accomplished. Like so, the roadmap, like a lot of people want to be, have a, uh, have a dream, but they don't have the goal to get there, right? They don't have a roadmap to get there. Yeah. Yeah. So like it, it was overwhelming me saying, oh yeah, I'm going to make two hundred thousand dollars profit this year um until i worked it out until like i worked out okay i mean 500 grand is not a small amount of money it's more money than i've ever made in my business ever um right. and it's you know, uh it's it's a very big feat to accomplish but once you work it back to okay if 15 people pay me for 12 months um straight then that's accomplished um it, right. it becomes very tangible, you know? And so like for Once me- Once you break every single, it down, yeah. Yeah. Every single, every single, you know, week of work is like, okay, how do I, how do I get a new person on um, to, to, to my services? And some people will just pay for my services outright. Some people need, you know, those special offers like a, a trial or some people need to do an audit with me first or, you know, there's other- other things that um, I need to do as I call reps every single day to have someone come through as a potential client. And so um, at the moment, like my main strategy is trials work very well. Like no one says no to a free month of service. If like, especially a three, you know, two, $3,000 service. um, Someone's not going to say, no, I don't want that. Like if I help build out their sales funnel, the email campaign and start running ads within the first month and that's free like most people charge like four to six grand for a book funnel 
in the first place and I'm just going to do it for free because I want the long-term client. Like right. that's a no-brainer for anyone who's absolutely. Who comes so it's for me and I know that, you know, my trial conversion to a paid customer, it might be 50%. And so with that in mind, I need to do 30 trials this year, you know, to hit my 15, 15 clients target. So really it's like, okay, if I bring on one new trial per week, I'm going to pretty quickly accomplish my goal. That's, you know, that's 30, 30 weeks maybe. And I'll be at my target goal um, and projected revenue and profits essentially. Um, now, some of the things that will come up and like the next things that I'll be looking at hiring out is someone to replace me with running the ads. Like I'm basically the strategic head of everything. And so okay. like my next person on the team would be someone who can take over strategy and, um, and also, you know, running the ads from a strategic standpoint. So um, that plus also probably project managing the, the clients that okay. come through. The, the, the only, like the hardest thing is getting a project set up, building all the funnels and stuff. Like that's a two to three week process usually for a client. There's Definitely takes some time. Yeah. There's lots of back and forth. Um, there's lots of variables. Um, so once we get through that, running and managing ads ongoing is kind of the easy part. It's It sometimes could be hard because of, you know, things not converting or not working. Mm -hmm. There's always a need for split testing creative, split testing the funnel pages. Lots and behind the scene. Yeah. But Absolutely. there's no real setup. Like once you've got things set up, it's really a, like a maintenance and testing phase, always like consistently testing creatives and, and things like that. So yeah, that's, that's kind of like my grand vision of like where I'm going in the next 12 months and, um, and what, what I'm doing to get there. That is fascinating. Well, th thank you so much for being so open to sharing that. It's very exciting and it definitely will happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I guess for today, I, I just want to thank you again um, for jumping on here and sharing your valuable insights. But hey, Chris, for, to the people listening, if there's anyone that's wanting to reach out to you and uh, for your services and everything like that and building a relationship and taking it from there, what is the best way of them getting a hold of you or reaching out to you? Yeah, sure. You can send me an email at chris, uh, chris at smartauthormedia.com. Um, or you can check out the website, smartauthormedia.com. Um, like I've been talking about, we do a free audit as well. And that's just smartauthormedia.com forward slash audit. Um, but you can find all of that information on the website. Um, you can also find the podcast on there as well. Fabulous. Well, thanks again so much, Chris. And group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please subscribe and, and like Six Figures if, if you're a six-figure entrepreneur, I got tongue-tied there. Sorry, guys. And want to go on the show just like Chris did and get interviewed, we'd love to have you on here. Uh, go to podcastrebels.com and we would love to hear from you. Thanks again, everybody, and for your time here today, Chris. And we'll catch you on the next episode. Bye. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. 
One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high-ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.